All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Car Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Big episode today, but not a lot's happened in the hobby lately. Fanatics and Panini sued each other. Gen Con and Lorcana was crazy. A Cardi B mic that she threw sold for $99,000. A Wemby 101 Superfractor was pulled and is probably worth six figures, but light week in the hobby. So we'll get into all that here shortly. But first, we'll start with the usual. What's on your mind? Ty, back from London. Said Hello, he wasn't going to go. 40% hey. turned into 99 overnight. He's got a little bit of an accent. Ty, we'll start with you. What's on your mind? Cheers, mate. It's a good intro. Uh, yes, it was 8%. I believe it was 8% this time last week that I deemed the likelihood to end up in uh, London visiting our boy Harry and the crew over there. Um, but Ripsy and I decided we're going to give it a go. We popped on the, the flight and touched down over there. And to that note, did you know that on this day in 1969, August 8th was the day the of the famous Beatles photo of them crossing abbey road really huh you know just i spent a little couple days with ripsy he's all mr historical collector and uh pretty iconic image pretty iconic photo um pretty iconic band and just a little tie into the london uh trip so yes i've spent 10 of the last 14 days either on the road or at a card show um it was a great show bigger tyler schmidt known card collector Mm mm-hmm also the backbone some of nice, Car Talk. Some nice first edition uh, Pokemon. I had to pay in quid. Probably lost out a little bit on the. Um, That's on the, that the, is the, tough. I don't. I don't think people in the U.S. kind of understand how tough that is yeah. going over there. Like buying it's a whole it, new factor. Something bro. you're not used to. Sending PayPal and just getting hammered with fees. It's a whole hammered. Like, I'm. I'm somehow losing a lot more in this deal than I originally anticipated. When you go, I'm like. Dang, I'm in this card awfully, awfully <laughs> steep. Yeah. Exactly. Rough. So, yes, I definitely had to recalibrate to that. Um, <laughs> but a lot of footy, a lot of Pokemon, a lot of actually kind of like these older cigarette UK exclusives, um, a lot of old school vendors. It was a fun show. Bigger than when we were there last ride. Same venue, same place you drive into. But instead of being down on the low side in that kind of low ceilinged room, they're up in the main room now where I believe there was like a honeybee convention going on last time or something like that. Yeah, I think that was um, what got the old fire alarm pulled. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there was a uh, fire alarm. Lou had to evacuate. Had to get the old Yeah, you didn't tell me that there was a beekeeper's convention at the card show. Well, I didn't know what there, it was. There was last there was time, not this time. They How did that not come time. up last time? <laughs> I didn't know about it. I just knew there was a fire alarm. We had, had to stand outside good, for over an hour. Some good local honey. Um, Yo, wait, real quick. So you're telling me that they did Abbey Road like two weeks after the moon landing? Is that true? July 20th is the moon landing. Of 1969? And then you just said August 8th is yeah. Abbey Road. Sick, Both in 69? Within like three weeks of each other. That's weird. Big year. That's big, a, big year. That's a huge month. It's almost as big as... So... Pokemon, I did some nice historical. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this because you, we didn't we skipped uh -huh. over it in the pre-show. So, Harry Potter first book releases in the fall, late '97, okay. in the U.S. Pokemon cartoon, trading card game, and video game all hit the market in between November '98 and February '99. In like a 15 month span, 
Harry Potter. Your gets entire published. life was put together. Harry Potter gets published <laughs> in the US and Pokemon hits. And Pokemon hit video game, cartoon, trading card game within like a four month span. They, they did it on purpose, right? They peppered it. It was like kind of all these things kind of came together at once. It's funny now. It's like you come up with an idea, you can just go on Instagram and post it. Yeah. In 97, 98, like it's years. You're flying around trying to get people to put it on the TV channel. You're trying to, you know, work with uh-huh. people to get it into their hobby shop. Otherwise, there's no way for people to learn about stuff. Do, do you know, do you have any info on like, this is what's on your mind. We're like really going to start go deep here in the beginning of the show but what is the do you know what like the breakout in terms of how popular and how much money they were making in just japan before they came to the u.s um it was it i don't know figures was it, was it like a gigantic brand they're like we're going to the u.s or was it like hey the plan is to go to the u.s it, and then we're gonna blow up they were worried that it wouldn't work in really the yeah There's three companies that ended up owning pokemon it's got game game freak nintendo and the guy mm-hmm. that did the art spun out, created his own company. Mm-hmm. So there was like three people that were owning it. They went and uh, worked with the best people for the, um, the the cartoon. Again, Japanese trading card game and the video game. It was all started with the video game, and it all started. The video games what started it? The, yeah, the Game Boy game, and it was in the inspiration. Started was, in the U.S. You mean? No, in Japan, Nintendo was a Japanese was from over there. Game Boy was out. The Game Boy Link that you could link from one Game Boy to another and swap data from cartridge to cartridge was what inspired the initial dude to come up with the idea of Pokemon. Because he was a, a insect collector. And when he saw that, he was like, oh, I think we can make a collecting type of game. Because and that's why he has that little one person on one on one Game Boy can now have match another collection and they can do trades that inspired the whole thing also wow. another fun fact was it was initially called capsule monsters i knew that that i knew and they couldn't get the copyright on or the trademark on capsule monsters so, so then they went with capsule pocket monsters. monsters yep so then they went with pocket monsters and then the the dude that brought it over to the states i think was one of the ones that really pushed pokemon and added the accent kind of like a, like as a sh- as a sh- uh, abbreviation of the two combined and you correct and that dude cleaned up. I was I. This is just a fun fact. I know where this is. Car talk for every listener here. If you're new, this is how we do things around here. We start with one thing and we end up like it's like on YouTube. You start with a video and you're like six videos in and you're watching like you know rabbits in their natural habitat and you're like, wow, this is weird. I didn't know how I got. Oh, here. I'm getting real deep with this on something random. We'll talk about it later. Literally perfect, perfect. Thank you, Lou. Um, I was looking at some of the Pokemon boxes and and. I think it was blowout had them at the national like sealed original boosters there. I don't know if there's anything in like, there's a couple things. The Harry Potter triple is pretty high on my list, probably the card, but like an OG Pokemon booster, like that to me, I'm not a Pokemon guy. Now I'm very open about that, but there's not much. I re- that was the first packs I ever ripped in my entire life yeah, was Pokemon. Same. Like it wasn't football, it wasn't Yu-Gi-Oh, it wasn't anything else. It was Pokemon. To be able to rip those packs years later or have at least a booster. I know they're six fi- or five figures. They're they're insanely expensive. I saw some of them there. I want one of those pretty pretty bad. Oh, like so a base set pack, like a base set box a jungle box, team rocket box. Like I have a couple team rocket packs from back in the day that walked into the shop many, many years ago. Um, but a 
OG sealed box. Like, I want one of those pretty bad. I, I definitely will what buy are boxes one of those. doing these days. There's a video somebody put up. I could try to find it. It might have been Don Diego. It might have been somebody else. Somebody put up a video and showed some of the boxes that they had at their booth. Um, a lot. I mean, all five figures. Um, my that I want figures. off the Pokemon Harry Potter thing is the first edition Harry Potter book. That yeah, would, that'd be I, cool. I, I, you I would that. just love to own that. that would That's be what you want? Yeah, first edition book. They do, I mean, based on the condition, they do just over six figures, which, again, I don't know. You know, I got go. to keep trading. Got to keep grinding. Yeah, I want, that, I want that challenge. The, yeah. the Harry Potter triple, the yeah. box of Pokemon, an entire base set. I don't want first edition. I I don't want to spend a quarter of a million, half a million, yeah. you know, on, on an entire set like that. I would just be okay with the first edition, yeah. um, or just like a, a base, base set. set but like those are the kind of things. Like that is my first entry point to cards. Man, that would be that would be cool. Yeah. But and uh, so back to London, there was yep. a ton of Pokemon, a crazy. I was like, wow, modern, that is one thing I remember. Japanese. Tied from us was like Pokemon yeah. and soccer tie. It was Pokemon and footy. And speaking of that, footy Community Shield was this past Sunday. Arsenal's been spending money. I mean, the summer series of Premier League here in the states was epic. I don't think we feel felt any impact from the Women's World Cup in terms of the hobby. Aussie is just tough. Uh, like. There was one – U.S. played two games, their first two group stage teams, I think at 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern. That was all that was really brought to the table, and then they kind of crashed and burned out. It didn't help um, they got, sucked. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, But even so, if those games were at 7.30 oh, it been huge. Eastern, bars would have been lit for sure. So, yeah, for um, sure. Prem starts on Friday. And I'm excited. I am ending my what's on your mind with I'm definitely feeling the lack of sports of late. And I know there's baseball. On your and TV. I know there's baseball. And I know life. there's baseball. But there's a lot. I'm literally watching replays of random friendly matches with like third stringers coming on. And I just need it. I just need it. And I'm really excited for football and football to come back. I tried to watch some pickle this weekend. Mm. Just can do it. Just can't. Yeah, I can't get it. There was a rally for like 45 seconds, and it was just like, what are mm. we doing here? Anyway, um, what's on my mind? Two things. Number one, I went to a arcade this weekend, and the biggest like area of like uh tickets you could like give for something was for cards. So I stared at the card section for like 10 minutes trying to decide what to get. I spent I don't know, way too much money at the arcade. And all I was able to get for my for my money was a uh, blister pack, I guess like a fat pack of Bowman Baseball 2023. I don't oh, even how know many tickets? Oh, it was like 15,000 tickets. It was crazy. Yeah. But it was fun. The dollar to dollar ratio on those is never possible. Yeah, no, I'm not expecting to make, I wasn't expecting to make money, but it was just funny how many tickets I actually had to get. I want to say I spent like, 70 bucks on, on on points on uh on games that day so um that was fun i had a good time there and then the other thing was i just recently got this in the mail i showed it on instagram but i'll show it here as well nice um 1993 tops nicktoons it has the rugrat rookies in it and it also has doug i don't know if you guys ever watched doug back of in the course. day that doug's a great show it also has Ren and stimpy. i didn't do you guys watch ren and stimpy i know ren and stimpy I didn't Ren really Stimpy watch that. was like a little like they're aged up. 
Yeah, yeah, it was like supposed to be like a little bit like mm -hmm. cooler or whatever, right? Yeah. But it wasn't. I, it wasn't ah, thing. real monsters. Ah, real monsters is not in here, but I used to love that show as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm Do you know the this. Doug Funny the Beats Me episode? No, what is that? Beats Me was the band. Beats Me all time episode. Beats I think he was the famous band, and he had to do a call in to win tickets to the show to bring <laughs> what was her name? Was it Patty? I think it was Patty. That was his shorty, and. He like got through on the line and they asked him a question, like a trivia question, and he didn't know the answer. He just froze up. Or something he didn't know the answer. He was freaking out and he goes, Beats me. And the answer was beats me. <laughs> the band the won. band is called This is very funny. I can't believe you remember. That was this. a single or something of theirs. Bro, this this episode came out September 8th, 1991. Wow, what a pull. I pulling 32 years out. 32 years, 91. That's 32 years now, huh? Damn. Yeah. You just trying to come into your math, bro. No, I didn't like, try to come at the math. I was like, holy <laughs> it was coming together for me in, in, in real time. Um, okay, so yeah, so that's what's on my mind. Um, I am deep. Something about going to a card show, guys. I don't know what it is. I think, Ty, you're feeling it too. You go to the show and it's just like it all comes flooding back in and all you want to do is buy cards. Like I did a PSA submission. I'm prepping another PSA submission. I'm checking my PSA yeah. order every day. That's great. I got another package in the mail coming. I'll show it off next week what the card is. It's another random card like this. So I'm, I'm deep. I also need football to start. You're 100% right. I love watching baseball every night, but it's like I need, I need action. So yeah. Yeah. looking forward to that first weekend of college football gambling. It's going to be great. Yeah, what's on my mind? I've spent a lot of time lately diving into, you know, who's going to be good in the Big Ten? Who's going to be good in football this year? Who's playing where? You know, I've been looking at where the strengths are of Penn State and Michigan and Ohio State and, you know, weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, here we go. And I've just, like, I've spent a lot of time on it. Like, it, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I cannot wait. Ohio State has a hard schedule this year. Um, like, I'm ready. I, I cannot wait. Like, I, I posted a – I mean, Keep Ty, going. I just – on a Ty mission. Ty dipped I'm, out. He might, have a, he might have a delivery of some kind. Look at him. He just looks locked in. You good? Super good. You just made good. me think of something, and I had to show it off. All right. What is it? Keep talking. I'll pull it up. Okay. Ty, he completely stopped when you walked away from I, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it just threw me off. I mean, just Ty just looked like his, like, fire alarm. It was like, he nope. froze. We just froze for 10 seconds. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. You were talking about All right. football. Um, I'm really excited. No, no, you're good. I it's posted a – topic uh, in and of itself, by the way. I mean, we were going to be going out to Oregon. It's, like, weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I saw a video on TikTok the other day. It was, like, uh, who's the dude – I always um, – who's the guy that runs – is it Chris Fowler that runs game day? Yeah. Chris Fowler. He's one of yeah. them. And Herb. Herb yeah, Schuch. yeah. He's a big, big Herb. Guy. Um, but Fowler, there's like a video and on TikTok, and it's like Fowler open it up. It says like 10 a.m. fall vibes. <laughs> and it's like the on the banks of the Appalachian. And mm -hmm. it's like just got this like cool fall vibes, just college football on all day. I'm like, inject it into my veins. Need it. Just yeah. need to smell the crisp inject air, it. a little bit of mildew in the grass. I'm like, you can smell that. Like every single person listening right now knows that feeling is like, yeah. It's the, it's the, you get your coffee, you sit in front of your TV, you plop, you pop it on. And it's like, there's Chris Fowler. And uh, that whole crew just yelling and screaming 
for like an hour. It's great. Yep. Remember the touchdown catch I made running across campus on the way to the Ohio State game? Yes, we People do. forget that was one of the most athletic things I've ever seen. I just That's <laughs> what I live for. This is what I interrupted your, um, wow. your talk for. And I think I might have showed this last week, but I've always loved White Sparkle. It's one of my worst first White Sparkle pickups, obviously. Christine, so those that just saw Tyler just had a black label Saquon Barkley white sparkle from Prism Draft Picks, little Penn State alum. It's clean. Like, it's clean. Like college football player. But yeah, I've just uh, been spending a lot of time on on football. I, we were talking about it beforehand, but I think the Jets Browns game was the most watched uh, Hall of Fame game since 2018. It had more viewers than uh, the Field of Dream game. It had more viewers in the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals, and there was something else. There was like four things. It has like six point three million. Like football moves the needle. Um, I did a poll. Yeah, the uh, MLS final. I did a poll on social the other day. I was like, I want to get a state of the hobby. Like, are people optimistic? Are you buying hobby boxes? Are you going to shows? Like, what market do you think will do well? And one of the questions was like, which market do you believe in the most for the next twelve months? It was football, basketball, baseball, other. And the majority by a landslide, a landslide said football. And it's, we've talked about this before on Cartech. We've done this many years together. When we first started out, it was a lot more basketball, the bubble, COVID, Zion. There were a lot of things that favored basketball early on in, in our card talk time together. It is very clear right now that football is the dominant sport in trading cards. It is by a landslide, I believe. Basketball is great. Baseball is good. Otani really helps baseball for sure. Otani and Acuna are playing amazing. Um, but to me, it's like I, I saw it in the poll. We've seen it in the hobby. You guys have probably seen it too. There's plenty of other great sports. There's a lot of emerging, all of those things. Football is is in a different world. The, the preseason game, I mean, Jets-Browns preseason more than the entire NBA Finals. That's wild. I mean, that's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I, wait um... the opening weekend of NFL football when you've got Thursday night games, you have college football games on, you have Monday night games. I mean, I know my guy Lou Janu. He's going to be locked in for those four Dialed. days, betting on Division three games. Dialed. Look it's such a good just, product. No. That it's, first weekend, cannot wait. I was talking about it last night. Sorry, Ty. No, go. No, I was I was talking about it last night, just how excited I am for it. And it's just like – it's crazy how – I don't know how it is in your friend groups, but football literally brings my friends together. And, yeah. like, it's all we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy. 100%. I've been playing fantasy with the guys, same guys since freshman year of high school, legitimately. And, like, that's – our relationship hinders on, on that. Base, or basketball, you know, I – they know it whether it was COVID and then the bubble, like there was just a watering down somewhere along there. I don't, to be frank, and it's crazy to say, maybe there's some fatigue in like just the LeBron domination of the game for so long. Um, But they know it with the in-season tournament that they're doing. Like that's a big, big move for them to introduce that as a new product to keep people engaged and pay attention. Late fall, Vegas, it'll be popping. Summer league was a good thing for them. There's just like a lot. Of yeah, but you know what's nice about those played. and what the NFL has? This many games. Yeah, correct. There's just a, a little bit more scarcity. There's a scarcity 
after to the NFL that the NBA, MLB, NHL cannot replicate. You play once a game, you're going to play once a week, there's games on four or five times, there's 16, what is it, 18 games now? Every Every game matters. Every game has gravity. Every Every game game matters. matters. It does. Like, Bills, Bengals, late in the season to determine home field, that game matters. Yeah. Knicks, Nets. There is no comparison in the in any other sport None. than there is to Chiefs Bills on a random Thursday night. Nothing would Mil- a, that. a million yeah. percent. Couldn't right. be. Couldn't agree more. With that said, Rye, give me one or two guys that you've kept an eye on that you're excited for this year that aren't your classic, you know, just like QBs. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Garrett Wilson. Can, think he can get up. Close to that Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type of breakout that they kind of had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, you guys know it. I mean, I live and breathe Ohio State. I've watched Garrett Wilson since he came in. The catch against Clemson as a freshman, I mean, my dude was seven feet off the ground. Um, He's as good as advertised. And look, he won rookie of the year with Mike White and Joe Flacco. Yeah. You're talking about a top 10 quarterback all time talent wise to give him later in his career no doubt but Aaron Rodgers is the real deal even later in his career and Garrett Wilson is as good as advertised I'm, t- I'm j- I just know that and it, it pains me to say this because I hate the, the Jets like what's you know I'm big daddy the you know GD Jets like I hate them I do not like the Jets I grew up the Jets yeah that's like all time big daddy I'm just gonna movie. say I'm just gonna say yeah. beat Jay from a beep, yeah. but it's like Garrett Wilson's as good as advertised. He stays healthy. Roger stays healthy. Like that is, that's one of the best combinations in the league for wide receiver QB combos. Like obviously Chase and Jefferson or Chase and Burrow, but like Aaron Rodgers is better than Kirk Cousins. Jefferson's the it's best receiver. crazy when you watch and understand how good Aaron Rodgers is at throwing a football from anywhere. Like, like he, the way he can just, Put it on a dime, and it looks like he's not even moving his body. He's kind of like Federer, like how Federer played tennis. It was just almost effortless. Uh, but then can you do me a favor, Rye mm-hmm. or Lou, whoever's maybe better educated? There's a ton of chatter around this Falcons running back. Is it Bijan Robinson? Bijan Robinson was committed to Ohio State Who early. Is he? What's his deal? Todd. Why are people pumped about him? Give so me a Robinson. He's, he's that guy. Yeah. Bijan Robinson, uh, will one, will be the highest paid running back in the league this year just because of where he was drafted. He is as good as advertised. He was the number one running back in America. He was originally committed to Ohio State, decommitted right before signing day, went mm-hmm. to Texas, is electric, can run, can You cut. saw him last year at Texas, Ty. Yeah, he's – So he he's is, a rookie. Yeah, rookie. rookie. He – He's probably – I don't know the betting odds. I have not looked one time. He's probably the He's favorite the runaway rookie, rookie of the year. Yeah, really? I mean – yeah, and, and, and that's hard with QBs because Bryce yeah. Young and Stroud will likely be starting by week one or four at the latest. Like, those guys will play. Anthony Richardson will play. Um, he's, he's, he's the favorite. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Ty, in most fantasy leagues, he's a first-round draft pick. Certified top five pick in fantasy. And is this – pure just talent and prospecting what about the what about the falcons is exciting about it like i mean it's no different yeah it's no different than saquon getting drafted and going to the giants like there's nothing exciting about the giants but when you're that good running backs don't get drafted that high anymore like they don't like 
He's so they're going to get the ball in his hand. He's, yeah, he's, he's, gonna be he's really good. And the Falcons are one of the heaviest running teams in the league, so he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, yeah Jay he's said really he's really plus cool. three hundred to win Rookie of the Year. Bryce Young plus four twenty. Stroud and Richardson plus nine hundred. Yeah, Anthony Richardson plus nine hundred is kind of a sneaky pick. And then Ty, the Falcons well, just have that really good blocking tight end, right? <laughs> yeah, not, they don't use him like fantasy football, as the owner said. Or coach said one of the two. Uh, another they two guys, real quick. Low key. I got, Sorry. I got to, I got to give you some names. Um, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice. Sky yeah. Moore's your boy. Sky Moore's my boy. I, I'm telling you, I was on that early, and I'm gonna Kansas stick with City, that. right? Came those out are, late. Those are both Kansas City receivers. Um, they don't have Juju there. Like Kelsey's obviously the clear number one target, right? Everybody knows that. It's best tight end in football. Um. Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore, just look out. I mean, you, it, it helps when the best uh, top five quarterback ever is throwing you the ball. Um, Patrick Mahomes can make plays. Those guys are good. So Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, sneaky, cheap. Uh, you know, I like them at $15, $20 autos. Justin Ross is there as well, was a stud at Clemson, tore up Alabama as a freshman when Trevor Lawrence beat Alabama for a national title, beat the brakes off of that Alabama team. Um Justin Ross had a crazy catch, has battled some injury concerns, but like one of those guys for sure has a monster year. Mahomes has got to throw the ball to somebody. Um, so I like the young wide receiver core in, in Kansas City. Jalen Hyatt is another a little more off the radar. Good option. He's faster very, than very fast. talented. Very talented wide receiver. Well, and plays for the Giants. So he has a chance to be like actually famous, you know. Mike Kafka. Yes, coach by Mike. Uh, you got one for the people? I don't really. I mean, mine would have been G. Wills. No. The line. I mean, St. Is it St. Brown? Monra. Yeah, wow. like ton of lines, chatter. Too much. Um, yeah, some might say too much. They're playing the Chiefs week one. That might be ugly. I, I want to say, say that, like, I have laid around and put thought towards, like, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen just like completely going the other way and having an all-time historic season coming off the beef because they are that good and he is that good, specifically Diggs. And maybe there's a little bit like, okay, well, we're going to show you if they have really recovered and he is fully bought in. Um, but then and I think Saquon's going to have something to prove. I think Saquon, like, I think Say Say might actually really have his year. That, that matters. I wonder what they're going to do with him because they have this one-year deal. Um, so like he's probably gone after this. It's just it's a weird situation with him. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make some noise in New York this year. I feel like he hasn't like really got it going. He's had the injuries. He's had everything. His name last year was matters. the year. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Those are my last thoughts. year was pretty good. All right, a couple of quick points we want to get to. I know we've spent a lot of time on what's in your mind and the NFL. Obviously. That was good. We're all very, very excited for that. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, did you guys see Gen Con was this weekend? Um, I heard I saw Plaza out there on like a on like a scooter running around on a tear. I uh, so I had a, a buddy there that goes more for the board games and was talking. Um, said they were letting people line up for Lorcana product at 5 p.m. the night before. Um, had thousands of people in line. Um, Ty, I know you followed it yeah. more. I know Jay was involved early. Lou's made. I have not made any sing, any plays so far. Um, 
But Lorcana does come out this week. It or uh, very soon. It comes out the 18th is when it releases. Mm-hmm. Um, just early on, looks like it's going to make some noise just based off of what we've seen in the original set sales uh, that they released. What were those from? Tie a convention. Yeah, like so Disney? they D D twenty three. We've actually That's talked it about it on this show where kind of all these companies now have their own version of like the Apple iPhone, you know, launch. Everyone does their kind of own and operated. It used to be industry things. Um, you packs this or the game announcements or CES or stuff like that. Apple kind of went and started doing their own Disney, their own D twenty three. It's where they announced Lorcana that they're working on with Ravensburger, who, if you've ever done a classic puzzle around the holidays, Ravensburger probably made that. Shout out. Big game maker, um, puzzle maker. And so they released at D23 an initial promo set. Six hollows, 30 bucks for that pack of six. And then they had one promo card that was free. If you just waited online, that was the Mickey. So there's seven cards that are stamped with a first edition stamp and a D23 logo. Then at Gen Con... Just uh, in the last week, they were releasing a couple different products. Starter decks, similar mm-hmm. to Pokemon. Starter decks, which are the same for everyone. You buy the deck, you can play the game. Then you got boosters, which are meant to be randomized cards, all different power, all different rarities in packs that you can then add to your deck for gameplay. This is That's a- what they had at Gen Con, right? The booster. Yep. And if you understand Pokemon, that's how Pokemon was released too. You can buy a starter deck, you buy it, it has the same stock lineup in every single one of them. Fairly certain on that. If anything, slight difference, but same stock lineup, three different in, in Pokemon. I think it was, it was starters, grass, water, uh, fire. In Lorcana, it's like Elsa, Hook, Cruella, I believe, maybe Maleficent. And then there's booster boxes. You can buy the boosters. So those all released. So now the prices to get your hands on that because they're like two or three weeks early from hobby shops. Yep. So kind of early on. I don't I believe they have what booster or starter? <laughs> booster. What booster? it cost you four? No, two sixty. Yeah. Wow, I thought they were higher. Oh, Ty, sneaky. Ty's locked in, man. He's a card yeah, guy. Two sixty seems like a play. I'm snagging. They I were going for- advice. Everyone do whatever you want to do. They were going for four twenty-five, and the Mickey's, bro. The first Mickey Gen Con promo, I think, did twelve hundred. They might be sniffing a hundred now. I mean, it yeah, was just they, endless amounts of them. We know how that oh, goes. Wow, wow. We you applied Edward's layer Donruss? Yeah, correct. And this, this, it wasn't. This is the, this is the D twenty-three. First, see D twenty-three Expo first edition. Then there was another, a different Mickey, like an Explorer or something for Gen Con. That has a Gen Con stamp. So be careful for that. And now packs are being opened. Singers are being sold on eBay. Again, to me, it all comes down to, is the gameplay actually play out? How invested are they? It seems like they are being very thoughtful. They've spent four years developing the game. The game matters. If they can get the game to be actually played, actual have community around that, then there should be collectability around the cards in a more advanced way than just I like Cruella DeVille. And so I want this card. There's some cool, you know, what they do is like the sets to 206 or to 204. Meaning there's like 206 like official cards in the set, just like Pokemon. I think it's 152 or whatever. Um, but then they have like the above and beyond like over 206. I think it goes like 224, which are like full art. Pokemon's been doing that. 
in like some of the evolutions, like the Charizard full art, the V maxes. So there's a couple different that you'll see on eBay that are going for like 700, 800 bucks, which are like full art, legendary foils. I don't know the terminology yet, but you'll see some of that. But I would just advise everyone to be very careful on anything that isn't really the, the first edition D23s because volume is going to continue to come into the market at an immense pace. And you're probably going to still see some leveling out specifically on singles. hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. That was a big, uh, thieves stole $300,000 worth of cards from. Yeah. Did you see that? They took a pallet. There was rumors floating around that it might've been like Loracana, but they basically found like a pallet jack. They found a pallet jack and like, we're wheeling it in and then like they wheeled it out and moved it. And so it was crazy. Like I I saw it, but yeah, again, just all rumors on like, all rumors on like what it like what it was. I don't think they have. Confirmed yeah, no it. one knows what actually got stolen. But three hundred k worth of stuff is crazy. Are you saying they like dressed up like they were? No, meant bro. To they be just walked in. And stuff? Out the That's pallet. what I'm saying. Ocean's Eleven. Like they just walked in. They're like, "This is our pallet, Jack. We're gonna take this pallet and walk out." It was wild. A classic play. Crazy. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, crazy, uh, Wembenyama. Uh, see, I almost said Zion. Wow, mm. wow. Little Freudian slip there. Um, yep. Wembenyama. One of one Bowman Chrome Super was pulled by Bleacher Breaks over the weekend. Um, Non-autoed Super got pulled. Um, some speculating six-figure card already. Um, I know Panini released the draft night Wembenyama one of one black on their website yesterday, I believe. This would have been a Monday. Uh, for those mm-hmm. listening, we obviously recorded a day early. Um, it got clicked at $10,000. It already sold. Um, the, the hype for this guy already is uh, just through the roof um but just worth noting you know that that happened um obviously big card and it's only going to get bigger as you know more stuff comes out um so figured we put that on there uh another thing real quick i don't know how much either one of you followed it but post malone bought the one ring card for 2.6 million dollars yep seems like a notable hobby purchase so it it wasn't 2.6 it was too flat right i thought it was 2.6 Post said it was two. This is crazy on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Wow, he said it was reported as two point four or two point six, but he actually paid two. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he refuted it. Yeah, he said he said it's being reported as this, but it's two. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I Um, thought it was super cool to meet up that the dude did the deal in person. Yeah, that's why Post wins and why certain people win because he could have just had a handler go meet the guy. Well, he's but the he's, money. But he cares. He actually wants the card. He actually he's is a collector. Human. Yeah, yeah. It is very cool. It's always nice when like guys like that are like into it, like into the hobby, like actually care, want to be a part of the hobby, not just like. I'm sure you guys have heard about store. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you have. Like he just will go to a city for a show, and he'll just pull up at a comic shop and start going through their their binders. Yeah, like, that's or what he go does. to competitions and play. And yeah. that's what I mean by Lorcana. The only way you get a sale like that is because there's actually people in basements 28 years later, grown adults and children that are just learning the game, grinding out magic, playing with new product, seriously committed to the game. Um, and Lorcan is going to need that and things take time. And then just off the back of that, because every time I get the opportunity, I do like to give love. I know it was a big Jake Paul, Logan Paul weekend. I think Logan Paul is similar with Pokemon, but my word, that dude can, can, professionally wrestle logan yeah oh yeah i have no comment about the boxing match because whatever but Uh, logan 
is made for the WWE and he's damn good at it. Those those two understand attention better than anybody on earth. WWE Vince for all he is and all he isn't being like yep. Pat McAfee, Logan Paul. Yep, for sure. He knows that kind of stuff. He did yep. it in the 90s, done it in 2000. He he knows that gold. Yeah. Yep. I will I I will say I don't know how it happened. We, again, we obviously don't know this. We'll get into the Panini Fanatics thing here in just a second. This will be a perfect transition. Uh, but Pat McAfee has cards in select WWE. That is cool. Logan Paul being in there at some point will also be cool. Those things add value. I wonder add if you demand, get that up. Add chase. We'll see. But uh, Pat McAfee being in there is, is is I think, is really cool. So, is he doing autos in there? I don't think he has autos. He has relic cards in Immaculate. He has like a little swatch piece in Immaculate, um, and he's got like a ringside or something. Who is he kicking in this picture? Yeah, he's got a parallel and select, one parallel. So Love it. Pat McAfee got me fired up for college football again. Yeah. So he's having a – He's on the game day crew, right? He's on the game day crew and his show switching to ESPN. Yep. But he's going to have a couple Buckeyes on Wednesday mornings, little Bobby Carpenter, little A.J. Hawk. Two of the three legendary linebackers. What about Rodgers every Tuesday? Mm, yeah. I like Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. My Shout out my boy Jack Settleman, Snapback Sports, just announced a little pod with, I think, Marlon Humphrey. Yep. yep I saw that. I like that. Lou just went away, but um, do want to, Ty, have you uh, have you done any research on or seen any chatter, any kind of comment, feedback, initial thoughts on Fanatics and Panini and the week that was – um, it certainly took social media by a storm. I think this is really the first time in a minute I can remember in the hobby where two of the biggest companies really going head to head with a lot of it being public early on, um, you know, Panini sued that, that those documents are public. Fanatics countersues. Those documents are public. Both lawyers made statements about the other company. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before on Card Talk about, you know, will Fanatics buy Panini? Uh, will they merge? Will the deals happen early? And we get Topps Chrome Basketball. Like, you know, Fanatics has said, oh, announcements are coming. We're like, oh, they're going to buy it and they're going to bring back Topps Chrome. We've had these things. Um, and yet here we are X days later, um, and they are very much in a public dispute public battle a legal battle um just curious if you had any initial yeah. thoughts any takeaways what you've seen or, or... yeah it's funny so i've uh, i've kind of one main just thought and perspective and i'll preface it with like i know people at both companies and we've uh, you know we do business on the vayner side with fanatics and all that but i so my mother is uh european is is danish and Pretty much outside the U.S., like, they're really, at least on smaller stuff, there isn't, like, you don't sue people. Like, someone's walking down the sidewalk and slips on ice and, like, hurts their back. Like, the U.S. is like, oh, we're going to sue that person. Like, most other places, there isn't that. And, like, the government just takes care of things or what have you. This culture around lawsuits. To me, the whole thing is just about court of public opinion and mm-hmm. conversation. And that's why these things get out. I believe both, probably more fanatics from a modern standpoint has an incredible communications department and is not like just filing lawsuits for them to happen in court and not understanding exactly where the conversation is going to go in 
the court of public opinion, something we talk about a lot. And so when I, the Panini move to me was, they wanted to be covered by Darren Ravel, talked about on this show, talked about in Forbes, talked about on, you know, ESPN, et cetera, because it's headline reading. And they want a bunch of people to say, oh, look at big bag fanatics that's trying to be monopolistic and take over the little man with probably little ground to stand upon or even little belief that they're going to win in court. They just believe the cost it will benefit them because everyone it'll help knock down fanatics view in the public opinion a little bit. And then the fireback from fanatics, very pointedly, very, we don't fuck around, very, we are the Lakers, we are the Yankees, we're not some middle market team. Like, we're going to give you 120 pages about how your business is pretty much dying anyway, and the only reason you're taking a shot at us is to survive. So I just view it as court of public opinion versus, like, let me look at the law and see how it plays out, because I believe whatever will occur will happen on the sidelines, in a closed room, in private. That'll be settled. And that probably would have happened anyway. But whoever's going to hold the last breath is now sped up a little bit because the conversation's happening publicly and it's coming in from all angles. What are you going to do? What do uh, blah, 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 blah. That's how I view all of that. And they are changing times. And Fanatics knows what they're getting into. Like, you don't just come into the game and start making moves. And anytime people are successful, I've been around Gary long enough. Like, People go into new spots and have success. There's going to be haters, no matter what. People don't yeah, like sure. change. People don't like uncomfortability. You know, the yep. next 18 months, what we're going to see from events, Fanatics events, and, you know, shows that they may spin up, or it may be a great show. I don't know the people at Shipshawana. I just love saying Shipshawana. But who knows? Maybe Fanatics invests 20% and covers their operating costs and helps level it up a little bit. There's still going to be people that are going to be pissed because the, the old paper pamphlet flyer and isn't available anymore and now it's online you know like it'll always happen even when people are trying to do good it's just table stakes of like going for it and taking risks so i view the whole thing as really conversation for the court of public opinion um and we'll just keep going forth i like it it's a great take i haven't read a lot in it i haven't done anything other than like headline read so i i don't know a lot about it but it's obviously been a topic of conversation, but I like to take Lou any. Yeah, time. I mean, there's there's some stuff in there about how like they negotiated to end the licenses early, which we had heard and we're talking about on the show like last Speculate. year at some point. Speculating. Yeah, speculating on it. Um, and then they apparently Panini was dragging their feet. It's just it's messy. It's public opinion stuff, like Tyler's saying, and it's like I don't know. It's just two companies that have a lot of money throwing money at lawyers and arguing about it so i don't really know how to break all that stuff down to be honest yeah i'm in the same boat very interesting though it'll be uh, be interesting to follow lou before we get into questions sure um you want to break down give us a little play-by-play thoughts opinion on uh tim anderson and jose ramirez (laughs) it was it was a wild a wild clip i still don't totally understand what they were fighting about did anyone know he came into second base hot Slid in hands first. Bro, he slid in. Hands he came first. In hot though. Wait, hands, hands first. He didn't first? come in that hot. Hands first. Hands first. He came in feet first, right at his ankles. No, wrong. No, he came in hands first. Did he? Yeah. Ninety nine percent sure he slid in head first. Yes, yeah, little, little late because came up like between his legs. Yeah, I thought he like didn't he it come up aggressive. Up no, it, it wasn't that crazy. I thought he ran a bottom a little bit. No, I'm I'm looking at it now. He slid in head first. 
I think the issue was that Tim Anderson stood over him for a minute, and that was the issue. And that J- was what brought on the uh, yeah. The Ramirez, Ramirez, wow. I think said something. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of it wild. was a square up. It was a true it was a. Up. I haven't seen a square up like that in a professional sport in a minute. They both the there was some Anderson like threw his hands up. Like oh he yeah, was like they were like, "Let's go, kid." Yeah, and, and then, then the amp was the ump was like, "All right, she was going on here." So that was funny, and then it was you know, I mean, guys are getting held back. Jose did throw a big punch though. I don't know if he was aiming for his face. It might have been a little it bit was of a, a little of like a lucky. down here. I'm gonna just see if something lands and connected. Cold. Yeah, and he popped him in the face. And yeah, there's a video up. of Tim Anderson of like walking back like wobbly, he which also him. led to. It seems like it's like the collapse of the Chicago White Sox. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to that at all, but like they're bad to begin with this year, and this kind of, I guess you know, exacerbated all the issues. There's a story that came out that Yasmani Grandal, who is their catcher wanted to leave early before the all-star break. And Tim Anderson was like, I'll pay for his plane ride. Like, fuck it. If he doesn't want to be here, he can leave. And he has Monty Grandall walked over and slapped him in the face was the story that came out. So, um, just a crazy, crazy story. I love those. I love when there's like real emotion in sports. That stuff's good. That's good for everybody involved. So I'm not mad about that. Agreed. Yeah. And you know, baseball season, Yankees split with the Astros. You see Aaron Boone get ejected. Yeah, he's good at those. <laughs> Did you see that clip, Ty? No. I'm gonna send you the clip. You're gonna like it. It's pretty good. I just miss Joe Torrey. Nah, he's one of the I even the... miss Girardi. And I miss just knowing Boone as the dude that hit it over the left pole. Yeah. One of the greatest sports nights of all time. Was that Aaron F and Boone? That was the greatest. Highest of highs, lowest of lows for Aaron Boone. I mean, he is one of the all time sporting moments. Yeah. All right. And then the Red Sox. Uh, I hate Boston sports so much. <laughs> Were the Red Sox down 3 0 in that? The, the, in the series? Yeah, was that with the was that the uh, Kurt Schilling Bloody Sox series? Yeah, we won in seven, right? Late. No, that wasn't that series. I'm thinking of the one I'm thinking of the one that the Red Sox came back and broke the curse. They beat you Correct. to go. Yeah, that was in seven. And that was Johnny Damon Grand Slam in game seven over the right field. The and Aaron Boone walk off was against the Mariners, though, wasn't it? I thought it was late innings against the Sox. 2003 ALCS Game 7. Yeah, wow. Holy shit. Against the Sox, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's I got crazy. some action. And then was it 04 that they beat us? Uh, Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so it was like we were just staving them off. Like we were just, for years, just Jeter was just leading the team through. Definitely wasn't Jeter. It would, be, it would be another topic for another day. Lou, you could probably give us more. Ty, you could definitely give more than I could. But like. I would love to have a conversation about like when baseball like died. Like was it the, the congressional hearings is the line of demarcation. Say. Yeah. The the hearings where they threw all the players under the bus. Yeah, that's the line of demarcation. Always like is. Yeah. You got Sammy Sosa up there and Mark McGuire trying to deny he's in steroids. It's like who who are we? Yeah, getting? when the league told them please take steroids. <laughs> yeah. A lot of books about that. There's there was a lot of uh a lot of push for Major League Baseball back in the day. Giambi yeah, just, was the boy, by the way. I was thinking about that. I'm like, you had the, what was that, the summer of 97 with that race? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you had mm-hmm. that. Then you get into like the early 2000s, like the Yankees, Red Sox, Red Sox breaking the curse. Like you look at some Barry of Bonds years. is a time period in baseball and sports that people don't talk about that is so outrageous. You know I he might would, say the moment is the Yankees knocking down their stadium and building a new one. 
No, it was long over by then. 2007? Yeah. It was over by then. Lou, what were you saying about Barry Bonsai? Because I'm going to agree with this. The That time period where he would come up to, to the bat and it wouldn't matter what the situation was. It was like, time to walk him. And if you didn't walk him, he hit a ball into the river or whatever it is out there every time. <laughs> the river's so iconic with the, the guys <laughs> just going like this, trying to get there to the thing. Like, come on, man. The bay. Sorry, the bay. You're right, Jay. Like, it was just a bomb or a walk every single time. And people hated him. It was amazing. Tim Linscombe was a great pitcher. Tim Linscombe yeah. was awesome. Tim Linscombe yeah. was awesome. Those, like I said, I've talked about it before with Ellie and the Reds being good now. Like, um, those early Reds teams. Night. Like they beat the Marlins, didn't they? Yeah, I watched Yuri Perez pitch last night. Who I haven't seen pitch before. He was amazing for two innings. If anyone gets a chance to watch Yuri Perez, you should do so. No one cares on the show, but you should watch him. Yeah, good old baseball. Yeah, for me, the old like the new Yankee Stadium. Just even though they won this World Series there, I think the year it opened, it's pretty much just. It's weird how those things always happen for the Yankees. I wonder how those yeah. things go down. All right, enough enough uh enough Yankees chatter. We do have a couple questions this week. Shout out to everybody that's submitted then. Uh let's get into a few of these. This is a great one. Cards across USA one. This is our guy Mike, longtime listener. Oh yeah. When is the card talk crew coming back to Columbus? Mm. Oh do we feel comfortable on the date as of this moment? We talked no. about it before the show. No, we don't no, feel we comfortable got, yet. No. Okay. Rise got work to do before. That. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So more to come. Yeah, more to come. The next two months. Can we go golfing when we go? Because I know yeah, I can I actually. Love to. Yeah. I will quit halfway, like a quarter way through. We'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, hundred percent aligned for that. Right. Yeah, we're working on it now. Um, we're working on trade nights and golf and content and hanging out, a lot of stuff. So, stay tuned, Mike, for sure. But it's it's coming. Uh, Army ATC twenty two. With the national in the rear view, what's the next show with the same atmosphere? There is no one. I mean, I was actually looking. There isn't one with the same atmosphere. Correct. And the next tier, Ryan, you start. Um, Dallas is the first answer for yeah. sure. It will always so. be the first answer. There's 650 tables. That show is massive. Um, it has a hotel there where there's trade nights in the lobby till 3 a.m. Um, that is hands down not even comparable there's nothing in the country nothing in the country like the dallas card show um it is the closest thing to the national by a landslide then there are other shows outside of that culture collision in atlanta is a great one i like that i went to the first one it was great and i've only seen highlights from the last couple and they've they've looked amazing burbank is building something really special out there in anaheim Uh that will continue to grow rob obviously and uh it seems like it has a chance to be like the west coast show for sure for for sure that's where that's headed um so that'll be great the ship show on a card show is in the middle of nowhere i love that show i love the people that run that show um so i will always advocate for that chris costa in the costa cards does the causeway show in boston that's a great location you know they have connections through causeway with dana white a lot of ufc they have um they had taco fall there in the past so cool stuff there the chantilly philly um East Coast National, the Hofstra, like shows like that. That's the team that's running the the next national. Um, so Philly, Chantilly, Hofstra, those shows do really, really well. Um, Chicago has the Sports Spectacular show um, in Chicago two times a year, three times a year. Um, 
that's that's a great show. I'm sure there's there's plenty I'm missing, um, but those are some of the ones you know in years of traveling to some of the biggest card shows. Those are those are some of the ones that that come to mind. Dallas is September seventh to tenth, the weekend following Labor Day, and then again November second to fifth. They do it six times a year, so pretty much month on month off. January, March, May, July, September, yep. November. Yep. Great show. Great that show. Is. East Coast uh, Nationals in 10 days, but I can't be there. Likewise. All right. Card Collector 1116. Do mm-hmm. you think Fanatics will try to expand into other sports or industries without cards right now? Repeat that question. So it's basically saying they're – in an industry, do you think Fanatics will try to make cards of things or hobbies that do not have cards already? I think so. I mean, I think we that's what they stood up with Zero Pool. Yep, agreed. We saw it with um, Stranger Things, I believe they tapped into. Lou just showed a Nickelodeon box that is old school. I think you'll start to see some of those things occur. Um, I think the big one uh, that always comes to mind for me with Fanatics is going to be uh, music and culture with as as tied in as Ruben is. I mean, the white party we talked about it is one of the biggest parties of the year. Anybody and everybody was there. Um, Michael Rubin obviously ha- clearly has connections through a lot of those names. Um, so I just see some some sort of you know Meek Mill chrome type card a drake gold tops chrome refractor a drake super fractor the 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 xxl freshman list becoming a fanatic set every year is like the most obvious thing to me of all time yep all right that show yep that that being xxl should do it with fanatics that'd be sick yeah that's one i see happening at some point um but yeah i Fan- yes, uh, as Fanatics grows and expands their capabilities, they have the resources, they have the manpower, they have the technology, they have all of those things to make this kind of stuff happen. They're not looking to just get into baseball cards and basketball cards and football cards. They grow this entire pie by expanding into things like that and showing people who like Drake, oh, there's other cards, I can collect my favorite athletes as well. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer in time. I'm not sure it's Fanatic's number one priority, but it definitely seems like something that happens two, three, five, ten years down the road. Yeah, I definitely think they need to get their feet under them a little bit in terms of like getting the actual licenses and going through the motions of all of those releases and all like learning those lessons, but all that stuff is coming. Uh, man, some really good questions this week. Ty, this one I'm going to lob up to you and see what you think about this. Thoughts on buying a full Lorcana D23 PSA 10 set and putting it into a safe for 10 years. I think that it is speculation. Like I, I, I think my answer to that question is I think there's safer things that are Disney related that are card based at, at a similar price point currently of the market value of all seven, six plus one to put into a safe. I think there might be other plays. The Disney and Mickey. Keep going. Real quick, just as a note, I just I can help clarify for the audience. I think what you're kind of getting at there is you might have it would have been, but you might have missed the boat on buying that set to hold. Correct. Yeah, I think the price point is it's up like it's not cheap right now. I mean, I bought mine with that intention as well. Um, What's the PSA 10 set worth right at this second in time? Like 15K? I was going to say 20. 
Yeah, I think I, I would say to I mean the Elsa's doing in between five and six. And Full set sold on July twelfth for sixteen one. Yeah, six, five, five times three, fifteen to the plus the one. I think it's twenty. Okay. I, I think it's twenty. And there's a Walt Disney Mickey cigarette single OG that's actually Walt the human with like Mickey yep. chilling. That I think there's a handful of tens, but like in a nine, I think that thing is it's a really popular card. Yeah. Um, popular in terms of demand or popular in terms of volume, or what do you mean? It's by that? one of the like as somebody that I've talked about it before. My wife worked at Disney, bought her a cut out like Disney, you know, for sure. Um, I've kept an eye on some of the cards, and that is the one that seems to pop up the most in people that deal some of the people I follow that collect high end, right. And collect cool stuff, like have really nice stuff seem to have that card more than off, you know, more than like some of the other, cause there's plenty of Disney cards out there, early OG Disney stuff. There's, there's actually like a good variety of, of things that seems to be one of the more popular ones that seems to appear in uh, collections more often than not. That seems to be the one card I see the most frequently. Will's Cigarettes. It's a 1931 WD and H-O and Will's Cinema Stars. It's Walt Disney and Mickey, number 24. So if you take a look at that, Cinema Stars. Um, and in a high grade, I think it does some decent numbers, and I, I would take a look at that personally. All right. Next question. Uh, cool Lakes cards, real quick, because we're running low on time. The number one card you regret selling most? I think we've done this 20 different ways. So what is it today? Lewis Purple. Oh, golly. That's a classic card. Mine Well, is probably... That's a great answer. Man. Mahomes that... NT, 9510. Didn't you buy it and sell it twice? Um, so I had three of them originally, nine, five, tens, um, bottom. Oh, you had three of them. That's probably what it was. Well, I sold them for three grand a piece to pay for the wedding. Yep. And then bought another one intending to keep it forever. Three, That's what I'm thinking of. Two years I remember later. You, it was a couple years ago, right? Mm, yeah. When I was in the shop, flew out to Philly to buy, it was like my, it's still, oh, not, it's not anymore, but it's, it was the biggest card I'd ever purchased at the time. Um, like prime COVID days. Uh, and uh-huh. I I bought it. I was like, I'm gonna keep this forever. I missed out on one. This dude's gonna be great. I was a big Mahomes believer early. I had some awesome, awesome, awesome Mahomes stuff. Sold it all to pay for the wedding. It was like I want to get out of it. You know, QB markets volatile. Bought another one to keep forever. Sold it. Had a gun offer. I I mean, an amazing offer. Thirteen days later, and sold it. Really? Yeah. It was a, it was a great offer. I mean, it was it was probably one of my biggest come ups ever on a card in such a short period of time. And I was like, I just I, I had it was it was an early shop, right? Like yeah. that money did me a lot of good for my shop. Like when you make a few, you know, a few solid dollars on something, you can buy more supplies and more product and more singles and more merch and more everything to put out and grow the store. And it was like Of course. You know, I'm playing the long term game here. I'm playing for fifty years. I could grow and if I make enough money, I'll buy that card. 50 years down the road, uh, but it makes more sense to sell now and, you know, buy it later. Mine's in Bob Boom. Yeah. Just really wish I saw that's a tie. It. That's a tie. That's as much of a tie card as there yeah. ever is. Like, uh, yeah. 
I, I will get one back in my possession. Um, that's for sure. Um, but I missed that card. I missed that card. I remember at that same national tie you guys were talking about Mbappe, and I was like, okay. So I bought a Father's Day rookie at a 25, 9, 5, 10 for 150 or 9, 5 for $150, and I still have it. I'm like, well, if they say this guy's good, I'll buy it and keep it. And I, I kept it. It's not a it's not a kaboom, but I feel great owning that card. But, All right, one more quick one. Um, we already did this. I like this card. We can, I think we. You can answer now. We can do another segment on it in the future as the NFL season gets closer. But it's like, who do you think will break out this NFL season? I'm not looking for financial advice. We should save it. We should save that for like two weeks from now because we could probably talk. I could talk about that for half an hour. Agreed. All right. So we'll, uh, HK, we'll come back to that question. We'll do it a little bit closer to the start of the season. Uh, HK, um, always in the mix. Lou, one more for our guy, Donald. He's a longtime listener. This is for you. Rapid fire. Me. Buy, sell, hold. Altuve. Derek Jeter, Joey Votto. <laughs> uh, buy Altuve, all-time legend. Sell Jeter, sell the hype to all the Yankee dopes. And then uh, uh, trade was the last one? Hold. I'll hold Votto. He should get more respect long-term. He's having a bad end to his career, but he should get more respect. Hall of Famer? 100%. Love it. Let's, let's Votto should hold. be more respect, but... Sell the hype on Derek Jeter. I love it. You're telling me that I shouldn't sell the hype. Like, who who has the most value of all three of those guys? <laughs> Derek Jeter. <laughs> right. So you sell the hype to the Yankee Dopes, who are trying to relive the glory days. Neither, uh, of, neither of the two of them even sniff the man's jock. That's what I said. I just culture. said that. Yeah, but for long term, <laughs> to be holding the man that has value. No, you're buying Joey Votto low before he gets in the Hall of Fame in 10 years. I'm buying Jose Altuve because his reputation was tarnished by your shithead fans. Loser fans. Uh, Shout out to Donald Schaefer for the question. Thank you for that. Shout out Donald Schaefer. Shout out Donald. All right, real quick. Latest latest launch. It's a big week. National Treasures football comes out. Um, 2022 football, just in time for the 2023 season, but better late than never, right? Uh, What are Jets rates doing? Probably expensive, you know, with three of the top three of the yeah five top guys. Five. The, uh, no, Brees Hall's not there. No way. Okay, fine. Top yeah, six. I would agree with that. So, um, we got that big release out of the way. Garrett Wilson's the number one receiver. Sauce Gardner's probably the number one defensive player. He's up there with Hutchinson. So, um, yeah, big uh, big release week there. I thought the NT. You're gonna see some big cards pulled. It'll be heavy breaks this week. Um, Tops Chrome Platinum Anniversary Baseball 2022. So this is Wander, J-Rod, uh, Torque. Those guys later. Um, that's typically how they've done it. They did it last year too. It's a little bit of a later release. But what product is this? Tops Chrome Platinum Anniversary. Fun product. Okay. Tops does a good job with that one. Um, National Basketball League Basketball comes out this week. Finest Bundesliga comes out this week. Marvel Masterpieces comes out this week. Another fun one. Shout out to our friends at Leaf. Uh, Leaf Pop Century comes out this week. That is a fun release. Um, oh, is this? And a Shut new up. Pokemon uh, dropped this week as well. You have Obsidian Flames, which is a Scarlet and Violet release. You have Tops Star Wars this week. Um, and that is it. So solid release week this week for sure. Yes, Jay, Lil Baby and uh, Uzi are in, po- or Courtney, sorry, are in Pop Century. There's other some big names as well. Uh, There's some little- massive names in this. Yeah, I talked with Brian Gray at the National about it briefly. He mentioned um, one of the big ones is they got um, Santa Claus in here. What's the Lou? Who does um, Grand Torino? 
Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's in it. He's one of their really big names in it. Um, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Peter Nyong'o. Some big names. Wow. Moneybag Yo, Meek, Offset. What the hell? Yeah, some big names. Four cards per box. Oh, that. oh my god. So wow. it's about. I think it's about a two hundred and fifty dollars a box. Four hits per box. What do you mean? Auto- who signs for Santa Jay? What do you mean by that? I'm afraid you have made the naughty list. Who does his autos? Yeah, who's the autograph? Santa. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a weird question, Jay. It's yeah, Jay. Santa. Why'd you even bring it up? Part Stupid of my thing to ask. Um, wow. On lighter news. Uh, this upcoming weekend is the 2023 Pokemon Championships in uh, Yokohama, Japan. I think it's a big one because it is in Japan. It's a traveling championship. Um, but that'll be pretty neat. Yeah, Jay, this is del- – I mean, real quick, Jay, this is Santa's off time. Like, Yeah, we really shouldn't I- – I think based on what Courtney's saying, I'm actually worried about um, causing some trauma. Literally the end of the summer, and you're yeah, trying to he- make – I mean, he definitely had plenty of free time this summer to sign those autographs. It's not Mrs. Claus, I'll tell you that much. It's not pulling like the Luca out here. Whoa, whoa! The autograph. He's got uh, Rudolph just in the shop, just like grinding out his autos. Wow, that would be wild. All right, big episode. We got to talk about Santa Claus. We got to talk about um, fanatics, Panini, Weminyama one on ones, Jose Ramirez, Tim Anderson fights football and how we're all just craving it um what a great episode u.s open tennis is going to be electric in queens do you want to go ty yeah most definitely most definitely we should go have a great night aligned all right we're gonna make that happen all right shout out to everybody that listened once again so we got for now guys proper show peace and love peace